Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Alice K. Shattuck. I got to tell you, dude, I thought I would be down six pounds. I was only down about three pounds. I have to compare to your previous one to see how much is like fat and how much is water weight because your body fat percent went down too. So oh, t- it ticked down, but I was because I, 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 there is less fat of me than there was a week ago. I'm sorry. You look skinnier. You do. So, but so there you working. go. That was my it's way working. in today. I want to get down. I want to start. So I'm about two ninety five now. We'll call it. I want to start being down in the in the in the war zone, like into two. 75, 65, 55. So I think that... At 45, then I'm... I'm a, that's pretty good fighting weight, I think. Because I think that, that even when I was like a jogging guy 20 years ago, mm-hmm. I think that's where I was about, 45. And that's pretty... That's a that's no longer a fat guy. But it's not a thin guy. But it's no longer a little fat guy. Yeah, I think you were 293 when I met you. So I think you're yeah. almost where you were when I met you. Really? 293? Sure. That's I don't what I remember so. you telling wedding me. Pictures. Although I did lose weight for the wedding. So maybe and you I was were actually a losing weight there. Oh, oh you know what? Then. I had a good social life at that point. You and prospects at that time. So mm-hmm. I was probably trying to stay uh, lose some weight. Plus, I was in Brighton, which is it's all coeds and, and young people, you know. So it's you know the 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 pressure is. I was still a slob, but still. But who cares? Um, how you doing? Look at all the improvements that have been made to this yes, studio. Yes, you've here, been lady. upgrading the studio. I think that's part of why things are not ready to go on time. Your lamps askew, also, but I can't get to it. So, yeah, um, <laughs> various issues in the studio. But not really you have issues. been making a bunch of improvements. Yes, this is new cameras here. This table's new. Not new cameras. The new camera tripods, we'll call them, for <laughs> lack of a better. Term, we'll get some stability. What we're going to do is make sure that once you, that you're that you need to plug nothing in. So we'll get a quarter inch uh, cord from this board and wrap it around under that couch too, and run it to you that way. Mm-hmm. And um, and then that'll be 
that'll be it. I love this room as a studio. I really do. It's wonderful to broadcast from this room, both this podcast and... I think being in the same room, too, when you're doing something together is the only way to fly. I know you can do mm-hmm. it with Zoom and all these other ways now, but yeah. I think it's so much easier to have a conversation when you're in the same room as someone. Oh, totally. That's why I'm expecting to get the call for this Friday for Kirk's show. And <laughs> it's good being in the same room, which is why one of the things that's terrible about that studio is that you can't see Dave. It's terrible. Jesus, fix that, Dave. Do a damn thing. His dad's a, con- a construction guy. He could... Put a hole in that wall. You could do it and, and put another window in there. You got to be able to 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 do that. Um, so, what is going on in the world? It's funny because today the only thing I did uh, today's show, and this has been happening more recently for mm-hmm. my for on my uh, my dog. You know what show? Today's show on WTIC was more of a feeling and a spirit, and I'm doing more of these shows like that that are less regimented. Less um, of um, audio, you know. Sometimes there's just not great audio to be had. Yeah, but more of a feeling, the spirit of the thing. So today's show, I played the audio we played, we played last night of the girl usually eulogizing her father, the little brat, mm-hmm. and essentially mixed that in with the with the um, the coffee shop stuff, and just talked about how there's a just generation of self absorbed little whiny, you know, whatever, and. Uh, and between that and the organically the Trump stuff, et cetera. But it was so what I'm saying is, is is like with the with the show, I had four hours with no no clear topic. We just kinda talked about stuff, which is kinda nice. Which is something I'm doing because as I go through the morning, like today, I I, be, I get more and more energy and so I'm just excited and and I'm put mentally at ease. Yeah. Uh and a lot of that is the diet and the walk beforehand and I'm just put more mentally at ease and, and uh, just like it's a nice place to be at too because you know the calls were coming in today too but I felt excited enough to to go regardless of the calls but that was the the energy today was was that the that that the, the many young people are soft many many young people are not it's funny because it is a mixed bag and it was the same thing when I my generation we all thought Gen X was really special et cetera. and I remember this this liner on MTV Saying yeah, the yeah the nineties are gonna make the the eighties look like the fifties, and like we were a cool generation, we were mm-hmm. slackers, we were better than that. We were we were told to be upset that like Reagan and Bush gave us debt, or even though nobody knew anything about that. <laughs> you didn't know what debt was or oh, any yeah. of it. Oh yeah, so uh, so we had the same thing where we were like kind of we were very bitchy and very self important. But what happened to this generation though? Because when I was in high school, everybody liked like South Park and Comedy Central mm-hmm. stuff and stuff that was, you know, edgy and dark humor and funny and like why did it all become such a downer and so serious all the time? All this just easily offended whiny like i don't get when when and how that shift occurred but it you know it's the same people it's literally the same people who were in my high school who were making jokes that would get people fired today like when i tell you that the jokes people at my high school would make to each other on a regular basis like i mean and and this was at a liberal place right Right. like racist jokes rape jokes i mean like every freaking (laughs) every dark hideous thing like that you could come up with you know people in 
people when I was in high school. And I wasn't hanging around with, like, a bunch of conservatives. This is, like, liberal, soft, rich kids that are all yeah. voting Democrat and all their parents vote Democrat. You know, they and they just it was edgy and it was humor and they were having a good time and i i don't understand how they went from that to being to like to going to microsoft conferences and telling us what stolen land they're on like well, i don't know but, what or, happened or in between there uh, yeah. because something went wrong and i like don't know where it was but it but it's literally the same people it's the same people that I know. I saw the jokes that they made when they were in high school and the things they said to each other when they were kidding around and whatever. And we also, by the way, we had the internet at a time when parents like didn't really realize what was on the internet. So by the time people in my age cohort were like 14, we had all seen like everything there was to see mm-hmm. that was available. Like things our parents didn't know existed in the universe that anybody had ever done. We had seen people doing on the internet. It, so it, there was just a, a total, you know, I, I don't, I don't get when this happened. I don't understand when the shift occurred, when everybody decided to become, and I know I sound like an old person right now, like, Everyone's offended by everything now. Like I know that's stupid, but I just at the same time, like it's literally the same people, and then they'll post about how like, oh, the latest TikTok trend is really ableist. Like, well, I don't, I, I do like remember how can that my, be the same people? I do remember in 1997, my then girlfriend who was in college, she was a big progressive, mm-hmm. and she's the one who made me read our bodies, our my, ourselves, whatever. Yeah. Um. And her sister was a truly joyless, psychotic progressive. And she used to be very nasally and say, you know, they said the systems of racism that are fortifying your positions and the privilege you have. She, right. she was speaking that language and she was miserable. Miserable. I remember one time she was talking to her sister and I said, hey guys, what's up? She said, we're talking about my dead grandmother. Do you mind? So like, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. This is how you're calibrated. She, she was awful. I remember she came over one time on 4th of July, demanded, she's a, she, she was a killjoy, her sister, mm-hmm. came over and demanded, demanded that, that she get to bake chicken parmesan. I had no air conditioning. It was 100 degrees outside, and she had the oven going at 425 to bake chicken parmesan. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of thing she did. She used to demand she would she would say she would sleep over sometimes with 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 my girlfriend was over sometimes stay with us for the weekend, and she would say, "Todd, do you guys mind every time I leave here my clothes smell like smoke because we both smoked," and it's like it's it's okay that's fine. There's a Holiday Inn right down the road. You can we smoke in here. You know people smoked in their own apartments in the nineties. It was something that happened. Yeah, but she was constantly miserable she used to say okay she would arrive and frumpy and fat and not that that matters but but with her it did and frumpy and plain genie and she would say she would say uh oh so a bunch of guys just whistled at me as i walked past the construction site so that was fun i was like there's no way that (laughs) happened there's no way that happened and if it did you weren't you weren't um you weren't uh, a victim, you know. You probably, if that did happen, which didn't, no way, not with the the the, the quality of women who lived around, in and around Beacon Hill. That no, but um, but she was just always miserable. It always, and I remember one time, my then girlfriend, yeah. who was in college, 
said to me, uh, said, she was an RA. She said, Tom, I got to talk to you. She was calling me one night. Mm-hmm. We were at college in Melodrano. She said, I got to talk to you. Well, my friend Brian was here in my dorm the other night, and he was very upset, and I, and I tried to hug him, and he kissed me. Which I, of course, took to meant correctly that obviously they made out. Yeah, she acted as if my girlfriend acted as if she was like some kind of like she was a victim, you know. They essentially they hooked up. So, so, and I could tell, I, I could tell it was like, be, it's, it's as a weasel myself. It's like I would frame it somewhat like that too. <laughs> so anyway, I said I was mad at her, and I we got in a big fight on the phone, whatever. And and she sent her sister over to talk to me. So her sister comes over and says, Thomas, you should know. I know that somebody made a pass at my sister. You should know that I was sexually assaulted too. And I was like, Oh God, what is <laughs> what has happened here? What has happened here that this had become a thing about? Oh, anyway. So what I'm saying is this: is this person mm-hmm. who was kind of the original Karen back then in '97? There was just one of her. Now, three fourths of the left is her. Well, yeah, and a bunch of people have become her who weren't her before. It's like an invasion of the body snatchers yes, thing that's yes. weird. Like, people were normal and, like, just joked around and had a good time. I mean, like, people watched the Chappelle show and the Ali G show. And, like, I mean, people watched all kinds of stuff. And I, I like, and thought it was funny. And it's the idea that that same group of people now, because that's, like, the, the people who are driving a lot of this stuff really, I mean, Gen Z gets some of the credit for it, the people who are like 20 right now, but a lot of it is these particularly women, uh, people in their 30s, right? The like parent age people. They're the new like mass hysteria. Here, do you need this? Do you, do you want this? What's not working? Okay, can you ask James to go help you set it up, please? There are brand new chargers downstairs. There's a whole bunch. I just bought new chargers for everybody so that we wouldn't fight over ch- working chargers. We well, the- under. Oh, there's, like there's my- one wire left. I get a, I'll get it ordered one more wire. Anyway, that's the audio cable where I get the sound. Yeah, I'm going to order okay. another one along the Well, anyway. Anyway, uh, the, the whole point is that it's like this generation grew up and became so weird. And, and like you see it happen with the celebrities too, right? Like the Jimmy Fallon and the man show, right? Like how he's Jimmy now. Kimmel. Oh, Jimmy Kimmel, sorry. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, we loved uh, the man Jimmy show Kimmel, in, the, in the late 90s. Jimmy Kimmel yeah. and the man show and the, that shift into like total, like a, it's a complete about face. And it's like the other version of reality never even happened. Did you ever watch the Man Show? I mean, it would be on when stuff was on. They'd on have Comedy girls bouncing Central. on trampolines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, right? It, yeah. And then the guys chucking, chuggling beer. I didn't necessarily her. think it was like high. I thought it was a great te- well, television, it's funny, prestige you, television. It's but funny I, like, I was aware it existed. I wasn't upset that it existed. It didn't it's, bother me. It's funny me. that you that you mentioned the Man Show because there was a time in the late '90s when there was kind of a burst of bravado of. Um, of boorish, rah rah uh, resurgence, During, mm-hmm. like the Man Show, like um, like um, uh, Maxim magazine. Oh yeah, yeah, all those magazines. And then it was like they had the Girls Next Do- Door show that was about Hugh Hefner's three girlfriends. Oh right, right. That was on. Like my sister and I like binge watched a bunch of that, and and like all of that is completely taboo now. And it was the same people pushing it who literally now are telling us like how toxic and dangerous Trump is, 
which is so wild to me, the whole thing that like that there was this huge shift. And it's not like it it's it's not like it it came from a different group of people. It's it's literally the exact same people, mm-hmm. you know, who are who are pushing the, the same idea that like they were doing the exact opposite thing 20 years ago. Right, and it would have been like this. This this fat dude who won like Miss Derry, Massachusetts, uh, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. You saw? Did you see that a couple of days ago? Yeah, it was a big fat dude who won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss Derry, yeah. That would have been a hilarious punchline to a joke in the year two thousand, as yeah. it should be now. Of course, obviously, on its face, you know when you see that, you know that's hilarious. There's nothing, for, but there's this humorless just move this. Bitchiness and also these losers going to Starbucks and feeling so empowered and nobody criticizes them, feeling empowered in other coffee places to demand twenty four bucks an hour. <laughs> to demand twenty four dollars an hour. If you demand twenty four bucks an hour and you unionize with your coffee buddies, mm-hmm. you're obviously and I knew a couple of kids my age who, who like were like always big into we can unionize, you never you always would talk like that. Okay, that's one thing. But when you unionize and choke off the company, and they say we're closing, and then you demand they stay open. <laughs> there is that is such bad sportsmanship. It's such a pussy look. It's like so dishonorable. You're not allowed yeah. to, to do that. You've killed the business. It's you. It's like, <laughs> you need to stay open and, and push off, stave off your retirement so that I can feel important while I'm pouring coffee here and underachieving. It's like, holy God. Maybe like. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I, you know. I don't go to bars. We don't go to bars. You know. Obviously, mm-hmm. really anymore. So I don't know. Was it? Was it like the fact that that many young women were bartenders back when you had to? You know, you're working for cash. That that mm-hmm. that made them suck it up and be strong. I don't know what it was, but like it didn't hit everybody. It didn't hit your older. It didn't hit uh, your older sister. She. She's like the last bit of, although she's a millennial, so but she's the last. No, but that's what I'm saying is like a lot of people who are mine and my sister's age, exactly in our generation, who watched this stuff, you know, including Kimmel and including all the people that made all those shows. Like a lot of them now are totally brainwashed into that stuff and like literally upset about it, right? And they're parenting kids and they're doing all this stuff. I mean, like that's the. Yoga pants, wine moms, that's exactly who it's made up of is people who watched South Park when they were teenagers. And that's what's like wild to me. The complete just about face. Like it's like the George Floyd thing happened and they all went nuts. So Howard Stern used to regularly. Yeah, Morgan brought up Howard Stern in the. Right. In the used show. to use the N word. Among other things that he used to do, mm-hmm. he'd make fun of disabled people, use the N word constantly. He totally, totally denies that Howard Stern ever existed. Now, now he yeah. paints pictures of his cats and wears a mask around outside. I mean, didn't Whoopi have what's his face like Ted Danson in blackface? Yes. Too? Well, that like, they got in trouble for that back then. That was that was <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was bad trouble. even then. But it's just funny, like to be lectured to funny, by the same group of and people. And you know what's funny is that like I've interviewed Ted Danson, mm-hmm. and he's like one of the nicest men on earth. And, you know, he obviously wouldn't mean to be offensive to anybody, but he didn't know that some rules had changed by then. Even though Ted Danson's, you can't judge Ted Danson's heart. I mean, obviously, blackface is, does not have great origins, but you know what? I bet you, I bet you, 
I bet you black people in this country can probably take it. I bet you they can probably take it. And they could, they probably are quite well aware that there used to be much more racism and tropes and, uh, you know, racially tinged, uh, you know, situations. And they're less fragile than these white liberals. It's the white liberals, white progressives, wine moms, yoga pants, who get, uh, who get offended on mm-hmm. behalf of of yeah. special groups? Have you groups. seen people are upset about that girl, Bad Baby? Who's Bad Baby? She is the Cash Me Outside girl. Oh, who I always liked her. Is like completely ghetto now, and she started an OnlyFans like a day after she turned eighteen. Oh, really? So she's a Smart. quote rapper or whatever. But she, I mean, it's fine. Um, but she, she, she's being accused now of black fishing. Because her style is obviously heavily mm-hmm. influenced by the African American community, I would say, um, and so like on her Instagram, she's like very heavily tanned, and her style with like how she has her hair and her whole look is like very clearly, it's inspired by that uh, subculture, and people are accusing her of like trying to look like she's black, like she's something she's not when she's very much a white girl, but she's but with her OnlyFans, she's taking. Money away from the black OnlyFans creators who created those styles. How do you see? <laughs> so, but like it's it it is really odd, and it's odd coming from the generation that, you know, like I say, the Ali G show or something. Like, how is that not quote cultural appropriation or something like that? Right. Well, how much of it is? Right, the Ali G, which was which was freaking hilarious. Right. And of course, that was kind of the joke. That right. This like weird dude, this weird monstrous dude. Was... Or um, what was the movie with the white kid who was a rapper too? Beverly Hills something. I don't um, remember. Uh, someone in the chat will know. Morgan will probably know. Um, yeah, it's like this white kid who's like a rapper, and he's super. Oh, was lame. it? Um, was it uh, the kid Kennedy, the the uh, the uh, comedian? I don't remember. It's Kennedy. Uh, um, Anthony Kennedy, maybe I forgot what his no, I forgot what his name was. Uh, but I mean, the, the, that's a if people used to not be offended. Jamie Kennedy. I don't, I don't know who yeah. the actor was in it. I don't remember at this point. But um, yeah, like it, it just it boggles the mind where we were twenty years ago and where we are now in terms of like all the everything, race relations, feminism, uh. Like all the gender ideology stuff, all these various things. It's completely, or like the ableism. Ableism is like getting such a big oh, hearing right God. now. Have you heard this about this um, TikTok trend? There's this TikTok trend called the deaf, mute, blind trend. So um, it's an internet challenge where you have to make a cake blind, deaf, and mute. So you have three people, and one's blindfolded, one wears noise-canceling headphones, and another one tapes their mouth shut, and you have to make a cake together. Blind, deaf, mute. That's interesting. So that's the... Uh, Do noise-canceling headphones, like, kill... I mean, oh, I don't I know. Usually like, hear. What kind of headphones? But they have to They have to wear something that, like, covers their ears, but, I guess. But you know what? Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting is is that like my bigger concern about that is in this don't get me wrong I'm talking about for people 18 and over uh-huh or my biggest concern about that is like I'll just speak to the guys 
why are you home making an effing cake? <laughs> like, go out and try to get laid. What are you? Tr- it's, <laughs> go to adventure um, some stuff. Get in a yeah. fight at the mall. Do guy stuff. Be excited. Break into a frat house. When I was in high school, me and the kid from Winchester High School, Chris Keating, and then later John Ward, we broke into a Harvard. They didn't have frats. They have clubs. Mm-hmm. A club, a fraternity house, essentially. We we snuck in, and then they knew us from that one night we were there, so we kept going back. Eventually, they said, okay, guys. <laughs> Enough. But yes, yeah, but we broke in. That's what we did with our night. Well, now kids do TikTok challenges because they all want to be YouTubers or TikTok influencers, so that's and, I mean, they a do lot of, time. A lot of kids are making $18 million a year. Doing, I, I get that, <laughs> but not most of them. <laughs> yeah. I don't. So, but, but still, even with the TikTok mm-hmm. challenge, like, wouldn't you want to... Get out there? Is or maybe Zuckerberg knows something. Maybe he knows that his virtual universe to zillennials and younger will be just well, as Well, that's not Zuckerberg. The young people aren't on Facebook. That's all No, old. no, but but the metaverse, right? Isn't that a virtual reality thing? Yeah, but there's no people on that really. There's not people? On the metaverse? I thought it was a VR yeah, but the Facebook one is pretty empty right now still, I think. I don't know. But I mean anyway. but but obviously that's the goal, right? Yeah, is to get people to, and he owns Instagram, and there's some young people on that. But yeah, I, I just. By the way, if you notice on Instagram, you just can't post anymore. Yeah, they're trying to make it into TikTok. Everything I do is I now a reel, whether the I like it or not. The Kardashians complained about that. They it want sucks. Instagram to be Instagram, and they, because Instagram's trying to pick up the TikTok user base, obviously. But yeah, anyway. But so this is from Daily Dot. Um, in iterations of the trend, TikTokers are seen laughing, bumming into each other, yelling, and using outsized gestures to communicate as they attempt to bake a cake. Uh, but a TikTok from somebody, an account that identifies itself as affiliated with Temple University's Institute on Disabilities, calls out the trend for being harmful and ableist. This trend is so harmful because it perpetuates the negative stereotype of helplessness for being disabled. The gross overreactions to garner views is just discrediting the hard work that many people with disabilities have had to do to learn how to cook. Making fun of people with disabilities isn't funny. It's hurtful, invalidating, and infantilizing. Oh. The baking while blind, deaf, and mute trend would have viewers believe that people who are blind, deaf, and mute either cannot cook or have extreme difficulty doing so. But that's not true. There are kitchen modifications and accessible equipment and recipe formats created for disabled people. And even though cooking for someone who has disabilities might look different, being able to cook is a really important skill for those with disabilities because it encourages independence, the exact opposite of helplessness. <laughs> humorless so who do you hate more the people doing the blind deaf mute baking a cake uh tiktok challenge or the uh people at the daily dot writing about how it's ableist to do it because it makes fun of disabled people so incredibly just it's so joyless i just don't get it but that's like the that's the cultural currency right now of being on the left where like all the cool people and celebrities and everything are. It's like a bunch of these people get big TikTok followings for creating lectures like this about how stuff is ableist or whatever. Right. So that's like that. That's where the cultural power is and people know it. So they gravitate towards it. You know, whereas 20 years ago, the cultural power was in being edgy and subverting norms and all this stuff. And I mean, I'd argue there's negatives to that, too. Certainly, I definitely like don't want my kids seeing on the Internet stuff that I saw on the Internet at that age. But, I, you know, 
if this is what it turns into, is this type of weird, scoldy behavior from people who absolutely know better, then, you know, I'll take it back any time. Uh, I don't know. So, yeah, that's that's like in real life. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Trump announced last night, but I just, even though I turned it on and watched it, I kind of don't feel like it's like that much news, almost. No. And I didn't think he was honestly that great. Like, he was okay, but it was a really long speech and was not that engaging. Like, he's definitely given way better ones at rallies, for sure. Um, What were your thoughts on it? Like, you didn't stay for the whole thing. No, I mean, I thought that he... I think that the tone, delivery, delivery, sobriety of his speech last night was made to impress Maggie Haberman in New York Times people. I but think I feel he's like that's I, he's not attempting what his strength is. No, it's not. I think that I feel like he's trying a little bit of a reset. I'm a very serious candidate, not very very serious. I think that I can I I I'm pretty sure that there are professionals there crafting messages and that he's trying to display just just lay out a difference between how things were under him versus how they are now and how bad mm-hmm. people are hurting. I think um, I think Morgan brings up in the chat that when he said he was going to do term limits, that that was the highlight that made his ears perk up. How's he going to do term limits for Congress? That's you need a term limits. He's going to have like a lifetime ban on lobbying for Congress. No trading stocks for Congress. Like I mean, yeah. So a bunch of his policy ideas are good and popular policy ideas. But that being oh, you mean for for former congressmen to be lobbyists? Yeah. Um. So uh, he has a, a lot of his. Ideas that's that he's the, you saying. know one of the best ways to term limit congressmen is let them be lobbyists. Um, but the but first of all, a lot of people didn't make it to that part of the speech because it was way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, even Hannity went off the speech mm-hmm. like for a big chunk of it, and they were like, mm-hmm. "We'll come back at the good part at the end." Like it was so weird. And then he had on a thousand people that were saying like how incredible the speech was and how great Trump was. And I I was actually expecting him to be a little bit better than that. I do know some people who are frustrated a little bit who are big Trump people who like Trump who were like he's not running on the right things basically. One person next to me and said like why is he talking about you know all this stuff about you know the economy he should be running on putting Fauci in jail. <laughs> Someone texted me which I thought was funny. But yeah, I mean I uh, 
he wasn't, I thought he was going to be better last night than he was, or maybe I was afraid he was going to be better than that. I still do think um, he was fairly okay last night. Like, he didn't do anything. He had spent the week leading up to that being absolutely terrible, and he didn't do anything absolutely terrible in this Mm -hmm. speech, which seems to be his way. So I still obviously think there's a fairly large chance that he becomes a Republican nominee. I don't think it's out of the realm Our of friend Aiden at Kearney, all. a.k.a. Turtle Boy, says, mm-hmm. DeSantis is winning in all of the first primary states, and his lead will only continue to grow. I was worried this primary would be ugly and he'd come out beaten and bruised, but it's not going to be that much of a fight. The more people see him, the more they realize he's the guy. I think that's absolutely true. I think DeSantis is fantastic, and he is right now in most of the polls winning, even though he has lower name recognition. So Mark says, how about Borat? Same generation. Yeah, we were mm-hmm. talking about that. L.E.G. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, DeSantis is always right on. Did you see him about the counting votes? The video that I sent uh, us yes, in the chat. Yeah, hang on one second. Give me a second here. Yeah, I, I mean, he's so good. And like the more people find out about him, the more they like him. And it's like one of these things, you know, somebody said in the chat a minute ago, and I think it might have been Morgan too, that it's like the, um, the, the media hates Trump. So like you can tell that he's the guy because they hate him so mm-hmm. much. Right. But like... I, I actually think they love Trump. <laughs> I think they... Kind of, well, yeah. I well, think- the sales department in all of these <laughs> stations loves him. And MSNBC, they love him. They're like, okay, we need him to be back. Um, but you know what the funny thing is? Is that the knock on DeSantis is that he's not personable. That he's he's cold and he's um, he can be short with people. And mm-hmm. he has no sense of humor, etc. The thing is, with DeSantis, all that is is hearsay. Right. There's no examples of it. He's managed to keep it off of his public persona, other than torching some members of the press when they're in front of him. But he uses he not only just torches them. He doesn't just say they're the crookeds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he usually uses it to string together a narrative. So right. like he's a very disciplined politician. If he's an a hole in person, first of all, I think that's a good thing. Second of all, he can contain it, which is the difference between him and Trump. He nobody has to ever see it. You know, mm-hmm. so this guy is like, he's yeah. just the. He's, That's the thing is Trump has no, like, filter, no way to turn it off when he gets in a mood. It just like flows out of him. Right, which can be good. fantastic, but <laughs> sometimes it's great. But sometimes it's like, we just need you to like put a lid on it for like one minute, please. Just tone it down. Uh, but you know, we actually had another hurricane come through in the other part of the state, Nicole. So you guys understand that. And how is it that? Yeah, the state of Florida, uh, the Monday before the election, we could declare a state of emergency for Nicole, conduct an election, count like 7.7 million votes by midnight. Next morning, we're at the EOC, storm hits, you have washouts of A1A, other parts. We repair that by the weekend, and these other states are still counting their votes from the election. How pathetic is that? That is. I'm joined here by our Senate president. That is a um, state-based national talking point. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. He's going to have fixed elections too. It's like. Yeah, and like I said, I I think the vaccine issue hurts Trump a lot, Um, and I in a Republican primary, and I think that, um, yeah, 
like I say, I, I don't think it's a hundred percent chance by any means that Ron DeSantis will run. I I don't necessarily think that all the sort of conservative talking heads rallying around DeSantis helps DeSantis. I think that because it makes it look like it's well, a plot to keep Trump out and then yeah, and all I've, the Trump you know, people get their hackles up and they get really mad, right? Yeah, I Did you see the thing that was in the New York Post about it, about yeah. Trump running? Yeah, this little, uh, like, uh, stick it to Trump. Yeah. It's, it's a little sidebar thing. Yeah, although, although I do, I feel like this... Um, I guess, is it a headline when it's on a little blurb like that? It's a sidebar. It's a but, tabloid. But the headline feature. piece of it, mm-hmm. what it's called is Been There, Done That, yeah. which is, I feel like that's a high quality one of those. Yeah. A very like tabloidy, punny, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but they wrote in the New York Post, um, with just 720 days to go before the next election, a Florida retiree made the surprise announcement Tuesday that he was running for president. In a move no political pundit saw coming, avid golfer Donald J. Trump kicked things off at Mar-a-Lago, his resort and classified documents library. Trump, famous for gold-plated lobbies and for firing people on reality television, will be 78 in 2024 if elected. Trump would tie Joe Biden as the oldest president to take office. His cholesterol levels are unknown, but his favorite food is a charred steak with ketchup. He has stated that his qualifications for office include being a stable genius. Trump also served as the 45th president, post-staff report. I don't, See, love, I don't love. I don't love that. I don't think that no. helps. I think that makes Trump more likely yes. to be the next uh, yeah. president. I agree. To be honest At the moment, with it you. looks like he's being piled on because he is being piled on. He now. is being piled on. He mm-hmm. is, and he was a good president. Sorry. Right, and I do get. You know, I've had people say that all of us in this uh, WTIC suddenly. Uh, I get calls like this every day. It, suddenly, we're all like getting marching orders from somewhere. Why are we all suddenly anti-Trump? Uh, and we are. All of us are suddenly. It, we're just pro DeSantis, and it's uh, there's no coordination and or anything like that. You just look to to and say, sorry, the thing you can't go twelve parseps in ten seconds anymore. It's he. This. I mean, and the twenty six, the twenty twenty four, the twenty twenty four race is eight years after the twenty sixteen race, and a new fleet of um of race cars have arrived and now the top is not 110 anymore the top is 150 now and trump is still at 110 sorry about that he can't he can't compete he mm-hmm. he doesn't have the skill set or the branding that he needs the only possible way he gets it is if they try to throw him in jail in which case you know he'll be elected <laughs> well i'd give him a second look if they try to just destroy his life i would say this man needs to be in the driver's seat, definitely, but but who knows? I mean, the, the thing, and also, you know, I've had people say, please, please don't say, uh, you know, don't abandon him yet. It's like, you don't, we've been saying this, you don't, you don't get a lifetime to be the nominee every time. He was right. the nominee twice. We tried it twice. One time it worked, one time it didn't. Okay? And also- Morgan it, in the chat says you have no loyalty. I don't have any loyalty, and he doesn't, Trump doesn't have any loyalty to me. I don't. I, I voted for him twice. I mean, how many? So that's an eight-year span now. Probably at least. Did you vote for him in the primaries too? I'm sure you did in 2020. Vote for him in the primary. Of course. So in 2016, did you vote for him in the primary? Yeah, I am. So four times you voted for him. Yeah, but the problem is, it's I'm not going to be loyal to a movement that can't win anymore. 
because that's self-defeating. So while Joe Biden's in his second term and then Kamala Harris takes over, I can say, well, at least I was loyal to Trump. No, it's just <laughs> pragmatism. This is not a romantic journey we're on. This is pragmatism. We've got to do the right thing. You've got to find a guy who can win. Believe me, I'm all for it. I'm all for Trump. I think DeSantis, when he is uh, elected president, should pardon Trump to every extent that he can and give Trump a medal of freedom. In, in <laughs> can you imagine how that would make people's heads explode if he did that? Oh, do you remember the Rush one? That was the best. That was the best. I cried so much that night when he gave Rush the medal. Trump did. Oh, yeah, of course. That? that was Trump's last great moment. That was the greatest moment of the Trump presidency. Oh, that was fantastic. He was really good at those State of the Unions. Oh, but that was the best one. That was the absolute best one. I like because wasn't that the same one? There was um, like Rush and then there was like the Fallen Servicemen. Thing oh, it was and, great. Like, the whole, oh, that's right. That oh, was, no, like, remember, Alice, remember the year before or two years before the year before, I think, or two years before? Mm hmm. There was a there was a fallen serviceman who and and the Democrats didn't stand didn't clap for him, mm. and I found it the frames of them not clapping, and at the Herald, the progressive reporters called me out publicly for lying about it. Do you remember that on yeah. Twitter? Yeah, Jesus, the whole thing. yeah, but no, totally. I mean, like DeSantis should give him the Medal of Freedom at the State of the Union. That would be amazing. But yeah, I just. I think it's DeSantis's moment, and I think that 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 the whole thing, these political things, come in waves, and that there's a desire on on both sides to kind of stick with the last person and to say that they're the one, and it just it doesn't work that way because it's you want to be with like the person who's hot right now. That's why Obama beat Clinton in 2008, right? Is because he was inexperienced. He didn't have anything to offer really over Clinton per se, except like he was black. It was this moment. He had his 2004 convention speech. It was all so huge and amazing. And it, and when you have that, I just feel like Ron DeSantis is riding that wave right now. Like this is the moment to do it. Like I think if you know, if Walker had run in a different year, like what if, if Walker had run in 2012 instead of 2016, Scott Walker? Don't you think he could have been a different story? Uh, well, I mean, he should have had a better showing in 2016, too. That was just, that was abysmal. He was my guy, remember? Yeah, he loved him. Yeah. No, but I think that was, like, definitely a case. First of all, like, he wasn't really hot anymore at that point in time. And, like, I, I think sometimes it's funny. The bigger candidates have to get out sooner if things don't pan out because they, ha they have all this campaign infrastructure. The same thing happened to Kamala as happened to Scott Walker, right, where they... They're expecting their campaign to be big because all the pundits are saying their campaign's going to be big and everybody's acting like they're going to be big. So they hire all these people and get all this campaign infrastructure. And if it doesn't start to work out, then, you know, everything collapses. Right. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the money to do it anymore. Whereas that's happened to Kamala. These, she didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I just said. Yeah. Uh, um, but Sorry. I got in, it sucked into a Peter struck. <laughs> Literally. What Peter I stroke uh, struck uh, former FBI honcho. Uh, incredible video. This is the the honcho of the former 
mm-hmm. FBI guy Peter Stroke. Question. In his testimony, Director Ray also mentioned the problem, the difficulty in investigating lone wolves, people who are radicalized on their own outside the context of any organized group. And as Mary said, you know, it's one thing. We've investigated this for almost tw- more than 20 years since 9-11 in an international terrorism context, looking at those things, looking at those factors which most effectively radicalize people, which cause people to not only start move from feeling a animus towards a group to making that an enemy to then feeling they need to take up arms or use force against that enemy. So this sort of psychology of how that works is somewhat understood and certainly applying that in an international context is something we've done for decades. The problem, and I completely agree with uh, Mary, is what Director Ray doesn't say in the domestic context are, is rather, who are the people that are serving to radicalize these people? What is the rhetoric? What are the statements that are being made that are triggering people to grab a hammer and try and, you know, kill Speaker Pelosi? Those are the things when it comes to speech, which is protected. You see a lot of that coming from the mainstream of the Republican Party in many cases, from mm-hmm. people who are close to and around Trump advocating uh-huh. for violence. The issue can, is that's not something that the FBI can monitor and build files. Can you imagine this? Yeah. POS? What about the people who sent some kind of powder that shut down Carrie Lake's campaign? office right before the election how about that person are they no, in trouble too or is, that, problem, no. is anybody responsible for that no of course not of course not by the way speaking of elections and bogus uh votes getting counted later um remember how i told you that lenny mira our former state rep um elected i think in 2010 in the tea party wave originally mm-hmm. who's been redistricted into the district next door to us now um, how he won his race by like 83 votes on election night. Mm-hmm. His lead's down to six. Really? And mail-in ballots can come in till Friday. Oh, Jesus. So the race is probably going to be recounted, and he like might not win at this point. They can still get more mail-in ballots right now. The mail-in ballots just have to get there by Friday. So the overseas Wait, so ones you can, and everything. You can vote like today? I don't know if they have to be postmarked by a certain date or not, but they give it they for like overseas ballots. They give it enough time to come in late. But uh, I mean, that sucks. That sucks. I really, really hope he pulls it out and still wins. But that's um, highly, highly concerning. Uh, if he loses, he'll be the only incumbent to lose in November, actually, which is incredible. Welcome to Massachusetts, everybody. And like one other incumbent lost a primary and that's it in the whole state. Every other incumbent, everybody's so happy with how things are going that all the incumbents get to stay. That's just how Massachusetts is. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. But oh, anyway, oh. Uh, I think we have a couple of chat chat messages. Okay, let's go to the chat chat. saw Danny and Bill Rucka's there. Hold on, hold on, Alice. Hold on. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Hello, Shaddix, Mike and Groveland here. Hey, Mike. Hi, Mike. Uh, just looking out my window, it's just this monsoon of a rainstorm we're having today. And, of course, the first thing that popped into my mind is uh, how is the patch on the roof holding up? Not well. And, not uh, well. Yeah, Alice, do you want to talk to people about why not? What do you mean Alice did not, not secure the, the, the tarp last night. Like I mentioned, actually, two days ago I mentioned that you should do it. Uh-huh. She did not. I did it it rained morning. into the kitchen massively. And then when I fixed the tarp, did it still rain into the kitchen? Maybe, but the rain yes. was already in there by then. Yes, it did still rain because the tarp is not fixing the problem. It's, water is getting in somewhere not there. But anyway, it's just it cracked me up because it's like 
people will say stuff like, oh, my God, were you like, are you okay from like the Kirk show or whatever today? And I'm like, Tom was meaner to me this morning than That's like Kirk true. was on the whole show. That's not true. I was out shopping at 632 for the family um, at the Groveland Market Basket, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. And just noticed that you hadn't put the tarp where we need it. And it's raining into the kitchen onto the wood yeah. floor. So everything's rotting now. It's, I mean, it is what it is. But the tarp doesn't change whether or not it's raining into the kitchen. I, so I'm just you saying can... you are on tarp duty. <sighs> and was Alice able to get back up and get those gutters clean? She was out there today. You looked good today, Alice. <laughs> I know. I'm not allowed. I'm, I'm, I've been objectifying you a lot. But, man. You look very excellent today. You know what's funny? You're doing it to torture me. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not doing anything yes, to you torture are. you. You're doing it to torture me. You're dressing like... Uh, what are you dressing like? You're dressing like the a very sexy co-ed in bright little... You, you know what you're dressing like. And maybe start taking down that... Uh, that chimney up above that looks like a safety issue. Uh, certainly <laughs> sure, for anyone unfortunate enough to be walking underneath it when it collapsed. <laughs> well, it's funny because the home inspector himself said that that was fine. It's on a weird, like, right angle, and it seems to be about to collapse. The, ch- the collapsing chimney is like the least of my concerns in the world. To yeah. be honest with yeah, you, yeah, I just hope it collapses on me. Anyways, hope you guys are staying dry, and talk to nope. you later. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike, though. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, too. Oh, uh, I was talking to a pal of mine, a confidant, a, 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 a buddy uh, about um, about stuff. And then uh, then out of nowhere, he says, uh, you know, that Greta Thunberg uh, girl? And I was like, yeah, what about her? He goes, she's kind of hot. I bet she'd uh, be uh, pretty wild in the sack. To which I replied, I believe she's on the spectrum I believe you're right, um, mm-hmm. Justin. And I also would say... I don't even know which side of that argument is ableist, though. Yeah. So uh, I hesitate she's also to get a jerk. involved. She's also a jerk. <laughs> so she's not. there's nothing sexy about her. Hey, Danny. Hey, Tom and Alice. It's hey. Danny. Hi, Danny. Just wanted to say thank you for supporting the veterans. You're both great Americans. Did we support them? How, to what extent did we support we them? We supported the veterans. Okay, don't good, worry good, about good, it. Good, good. I know that uh, you supported... Um, the, the, uh, <laughs> I supported being on the hard seltzer uh, industry that night till one forty-five a.m. Jesus, Alice, really? Act hard to get a little bit, okay? We've already I was got having one. A There's good already time. one whore in this house, Alice. We don't need you to be I the second one. I was having a good time. Yeah, please. I know. And to all that, God knows what you did at late night. God <laughs> knows. Nothing. Was there flashing involved? No. Yes, there was. There no, there was, was not. Yes, Stop there was. It. My moles told me. I've no. Been sent, I've been sent screenshots. I'm just saying. No. Veterans, you're both great Americans. And to all the haters out there who are crapping on you guys for the Shattuck Media Blitz over the last couple of weeks, <laughs> uh, tell them to go sit on attack. Ooh. People want to hear more Shattuck. You can never have enough Shattuck. Thank you, so, Danny. Carry on. And keep up the good work. I, mean, I agree. Thank you, Danny. I agree. Uh, Everybody was... loves the Shattuck's. Um, I, speaking of which, I was on Montante's World also. That was great hit. We mentioned this yesterday. I think. No. Or Did no, no. Me and Manners it? mentioned it. Like, that's right. Yeah, I was on. So if you can't get enough Shattuck's, that's another place where you can find more a... Shattuck content. I apologize in advance. 
Well, and actually, no, I don't apologize. And actually, I forbid you to fast forward through the hour of political talk before we get to the unflattering Tom stories. So you have to listen to all of that. It was good stuff. That was good. He He's good. I like him. And I, and I think, think that you're good with him. All right, Allison. My goodness. What has happened to the week? Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, we have to go pick up our daughter in one minute. Um, oh. So uh, we will see you tomorrow for the last big show of the week. And uh, thank you, as always, Patreon listeners. If you want to join the Patreon, that's patreon.com slash We have live streams and some extra shows there. You can also find us for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's links to Apple Podcasts and everywhere else you like to listen to podcasts. Say la vie. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.